Hey, Vance here. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. But before we jump into the episode, I just want to make you aware that what the content that you're going to hear today was actually recorded prior to the tragedy of what we all saw play out with a man named George Floyd and the public response that has followed that. So in today's podcast, you won't be hearing us address that. It's not because we're not aware of what's going on. This was recorded before that. If you'd like to kind of hear perspective on that particular situation, Wednesday morning, I recorded a Wednesdays in the Word that I do for our church family. Um, It's on my Instagram account. It's also on the Hope Church Facebook page. You can go there and look up Wednesdays in the Word from the last week of May, and you can hear just some raw emotion from the heart about my perspective on what's happening and how we should approach that as followers of Jesus Christ today. So we won't be addressing it in this episode. Also, we were I'll say in the episode that we started a study in Proverbs in our church. We kind of did that yesterday, uh, but we'll be doing that more so even this coming week. So there's a little bit of information. I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to another episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott. I have the privilege of leading, leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in Las Vegas. Today, if you are listening on release day, is June 1st, and we are honored that you would carve out some time as a leader to listen to this podcast. The goal of what we're doing here for going on three years now uh, is just for leaders to be encouraged and challenged in their leadership wherever ha- God has them leading. Uh, so we want to say thank you for being a part of the journey. Real quick, before I, I pass it to the man of the hour, just always appreciate any reviews you can give the podcast or... Um, if you, if you like it, you can comment and tell us what you like, and we're always looking for just what the listeners and the audience is loving about this podcast. It's been a fun journey. We would love to know how we can make it better. And then last but certainly not least, uh, it's been several months now and several chaotic months in, the, in our culture, but uh, Vance has a book. If you haven't read that, I've, I've talked to several people during this quarantine season who have actually picked up. Uh, unburdened by Vance Pittman and read that. Um, And so if you have not done that, we encourage you jump online and grab that book. And we would love for you to kind of get another insight on Vance's leadership via a book. So now that the housekeeping is out of the way, enough of me, I'm sitting down here in the office with my pastor, my mentor, my friend, Vance Pittman. Vance, what's going on, man? Man, still uh, trying to adjust to life in the new normal that we have right now with the rhythms. I'm sure like everybody else, kind of done with Zoom meetings and done with online everything, ready to get back to normal. Uh, We're recording this a couple weeks earlier than its release, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this today, things have opened up even a little more in the country. Um, But yeah, man, I'll tell you one thing I'm really thankful for right now is this series that ESPN did, this documentary on The Last Dance. Even though back in the day was not a big Jordan fan, uh, because I had a best friend in in Alabama when I was a a young young person that was from Detroit, so I was kind of on the Pistons bandwagon at the time. Uh, Still, mad respect for MJ's game, and this 
documentary, The Last Dance, has just, it has been, I don't know, it's like an oasis in the midst of a sports desert uh, over the last few weeks and getting to watch that documentary and just have even greater appreciation for what it takes to build a team like that and to, to see his leadership and competitive spirit. Uh, it, it That was a, a highlight of COVID-19 for me. Absolutely. And there is no, if you haven't watched the documentary, there is no love lost between Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. So Isaiah, if you are listening to this podcast <laughs> on behalf of Vance and myself, I just want to say sorry, man. Man, that, we feel the burn. <laughs> oh, man. So like Vance said, in regards to COVID-19, um, we actually are moving on from that in the podcast. Uh, by the time you listen to this in June, if you're listening in real time, uh, hopefully the country's starting to open up a little more safely. Uh, but if you are maybe tuning in to kind of get more insight on that again, we encourage you to go back to episodes 28 and 29. We spent uh, a significant, the whole two episodes, talking about what it looks like to lead through crisis, what it looks like to lead in an economic downturn. And so as we jump into the summer now, as we jump into um, June, we are kind of going to turn the page on something new. And it's actually tied to uh, what we just started in our church yesterday, actually, Vance. Um, and to kick us off, I'd like to, as you saw on the title of this episode, this is something you've done every day that's the, been the biggest influencer and had the biggest impact on your leadership. So I know people are looking at this and we're five minutes in and they're wondering, okay, get to the point. <laughs> what is Vance Pittman's daily practice that's changed his leadership the most? And so Vance, I'm going to pass the ball to you to use that uh, basketball reference and let's get this thing going. Yeah, Scott, for, for some of the people that have listened to us in the past, you're going to have heard me talk about what we're going to talk about today in, in spots. Um, but to give the entire uh, episode to it, I think is important. And it really uh, came back to my mind. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on a zoom call, another one of those zoom meetings. Um, and, but it was with some young guys in ministry that, uh, had a bunch of questions. It's actually guys and gals on, on a call that were just Q and Aing about leadership and ministry in general. And they asked me this question, what is one habit or practice that you do daily that helps your leadership? And as soon as I saw the question, it was like, what I'm about to talk about today in this episode, it was the only thing I could think about. I mean, literally, when I think about my life as a leader, the thing that has changed my life and trajectory as a leader more than anything else on a daily basis uh, is what we're going to talk about today. And that is the daily practice of reading from the book of Proverbs. Now, obviously, if you've listened to me long enough, you know that um, everything that I talk about is rooted and grounded in intimacy with Christ. There's nothing that transcends that. But as a part of that intimate love relationship with Jesus, a discipline that somebody taught me early on in my spiritual journey, it was actually even before I truly surrendered my life to Christ, I was taught this principle, and I actually started doing this before I was even a real follower of Jesus, but it was daily reading the chapter in Proverbs that corresponds to the day of the month. So, uh, for example, if you're listening to this on June 1st, today you would read Proverbs 1. What we just kicked off yesterday in our church service uh, here at Hope Church is uh, this this idea of Proverbs being everlasting wisdom for everyday life. And we've challenged our church for the next 12 months to read every day the proverb that corresponds to the day of the month. So Proverbs got 31 chapters. Uh, there's somewhere between 28 and 31 days in every month. And you just every month start back over. And I started that practice years ago. 
And somewhere, and, and again, when I say every day, obviously over the last 30 years, there have been some days that I didn't do that. Uh, but by and large, 75, 80% of the time, I'm daily reading the proverb, proverb that corresponds to the day of the month. And what I started doing in my Bible is if you were to look at my Bible, um, I got markings all throughout the scriptures where I've underlined written notes, but by far the most marked up book in my Bible is the book of Proverbs because it's just every day. I mean, I mean, I feel like now underlining is irrelevant because it's pretty much all underlined. But what I do is I go around the margin and daily, I'll just write these little notes in the margin. Like I just opened up here to a random page on Proverbs 12 and 13. Um, and above Proverbs chapter 13, I got this little note, Proverbs 13, one wisdom listens to rebuke or challenge from others. Uh, in, in verse 14 of chapter 13, wisdom is always learning from others. Wisdom possesses a teachable spirit. Then in verse 16, wisdom always seeks to learn. Uh, in verse 20, wisdom chooses friends very carefully. So as I read the book of Proverbs, I'm just looking for wisdom personified because that's really what Proverbs is. It's a book about the wisdom of God. And if you'd like to know in more detail just about Proverbs and this whole foundation, you can go to Hope's website. Our service yesterday, I preached an opening message here about the book of Proverbs, why it's so important and how it's applicable into areas of our life, specifically the one we're going to talk about today, which is leadership. Yeah. So in case you missed that, um, I thought I just wrote it down, Vance, as you said it, like, as you ask a leader like Vance is leading, you know, who's led organizations and, and, and things for almost 30 years, what's the number one thing that has had the most impact on your leadership? You would expect him to talk about this unbelievable TED talk or this amazing book he read, you know, in his early 20s. Um, and I just thought it was very, very insightful that it is just the the daily grind, really. Nothing, nothing sexy about it, if you will. Just get with the Word of God every single day. And so I know um, I'm somebody, and, and I've shared this on the podcast before, who who has adapted that into my life. And uh, just seeing that play out in your life over the last uh, 12 years for me, Vance, seeing that has just been really huge. And so, again, don't don't just like breeze by that. Like Vance just said, it, it wasn't a book. It wasn't a it wasn't an aha moment. Uh, most of the things that really change our lives aren't aha moments. These are the daily disciplines and daily practices. So that's what we're going to do today for just a few minutes on the podcast. We're going to look at a few things specifically for leaders that Vance has kind of put together from the book of Proverbs. So if you are a leader in any capacity right now, this is for you from the book of Proverbs. This is wisdom. And so Vance has a few he's just going to kick off and I'll kind of interject throughout throughout our time today. But these are wisdom Proverbs on leadership. And Scott, to be honest, we could literally probably do the next 10, 12, 15 episodes of the podcast and not even come close to exhausting mm. all the nuggets that are in the book of Proverbs as it pertains to leadership. Because don't forget, the book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, largely, except for the last chapters written by his mother. But, but largely, the book of Proverbs is written by Solomon to his son. He's passing down this wisdom and Solomon, think about who he was. Solomon was the king. Solomon ruled over the, the wealthiest empire of the day. So this guy had massive, massive leadership responsibility over an entire kingdom. And what you have in Proverbs are these pearls on a string, these nuggets of wisdom from one of the most incredible leaders. I think if you look at, I saw a study, I think it was by Forbes magazine, of the wealthiest people in the history of the world 
I think, if I remember right, Solomon was number yeah. one on the list of the wealthiest people in the history of the world. So you're talking about somebody with massive influence, massive wealth, massive leadership, and 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 not only is this Solomon, based on what we believe about the Scripture, this is Solomon under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. So you've got one of the most wealthy, significant, influential leaders in the world filled with, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God and the mm. eternal insight of all that God is wrapped up in this one book. Shame on us if leader, as leaders if we're not digging into the book of Proverbs. Absolutely. So we got to jump in, but yeah. So if you heard all that and you're still like, eh, I don't want to, I don't really want to read Proverbs. You should maybe jump to the next episode because this <laughs> is, this is going to be good. So Vance, jump in. Okay. So I'm going to give you four, if we have time to get through them all, unless Scott cuts me off. Uh, I'm going to give you four nuggets. These are, these are things that I've learned out of the book of Proverbs. So here's the first one. It takes a team. Now, you could, you could open up any leadership book and all that. You're going to find this stuff about team leadership and, and utilizing teams. But here's what I want you to understand. Anybody that's writing about that, that wisdom originates in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs over and over and over again talks about this idea of leading together as a team. Let me give you an example. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. And I'm going to quote a lot of Proverbs today. But Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. This word companion is a word that talks about a relationship that exists between people. And here's the bottom line. The truth about wise decision-making is it that it begins before decisions ever come up. When, when you talk about making leadership decisions, your, your, your environment from which you're going to make those decisions is established way before you make the decision. So here's a leadership reality. The relational choices I make set the environment from which decisions will be made. When it comes to leadership decisions that I'm making, it's the team that I'm building, the people that I'm putting around me. And this principle of, of team leadership is throughout the book of Proverbs. He talks about walking with others and doing life together. But this one says, he who walks with wise men will be wise. But he contrasts that with the fool. Well, in Proverbs, who is the fool? Well, Proverbs defines it for us in verse in chapter 28, verse 26. It says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. The fool is the person that's doing it by themselves. The fool is the person who's trusting in themselves, thinking they've got all the answers. I've got all the solutions. I've got all the insight. I've got all the wisdom. The Bible says, you show me that person, that's a fool. A wise person is a person that realized they need others. They need wise men and women around them to walk with them. And you see this modeled both in Scripture and in life. For example, in the New Testament, Jesus established a paradigm of leadership that involved teams. The disciples, you often saw them in groups of twos or groups of threes. How many times did we read Peter, James, and John together? And Jesus never sent them out by themselves, but the mission was accomplished in teams. When you get to Paul in the New Testament— Paul, one of the greatest leaders in the New Testament, and yet every time you read the name Paul in the New Testament, it's almost always followed with the word and because Paul was never by himself. It was Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, Paul and Timothy, Paul and Mark, all these people, these teams that were with him. And then when you think about it just practically in life, I mean, we, we just talked about it a minute ago kind of jokingly, but this thing about the last dance, uh, that, that documentary on ESPN I mean, here you got MJ, the greatest basketball player to ever lace up a pair of sneaks and go out on the court. And yet, 
MJ would say that it was the great team. He could not have won those championships by himself. It needed that team around him. You see in that documentary. Now, people have different roles on the team, but it takes a team. And understanding that will be reinforced as you glean. That's not a that's not a TED talk. That's not a, a a leadership principle. That's wisdom from the book of Proverbs that it takes a team. And again, just as somebody who's seen this kind of play out before we move on to the next one, I've seen that in Vance's leadership. I've, I entered into that here at Hope when I first came on staff. I was a student pastor and uh, I saw a teaching team that Vance had put some people around him. There hasn't been a sermon at Hope Church that multiple sp- people haven't spoken into. This idea of it takes a team. We have a lead team of pastors, a plurality of elders, um, and and you have incredible teaching gift and inca- incredible leadership gift, but early on at Hope Church, you said, I can't do this alone. And so just for those who are listening that, that you know, a lot of times when you hear podcasts, at least for me, I can kind of think, yeah, those are kind of pie in the sky principles. I've seen this play out uh, for me 12 years at Hope, but really for 20 years of this church, you put people around you as you lead. So, um, Kudos to you for that. Well, and I would say this to those that are listening to this. If you're hearing this, when you hear the word team, some names and faces should come to your mind. Mm. And if they don't, you're behind. You need to know who's on your team. If you don't have a team that you're leading with, a team that you are are leveraging your leadership with, a team that you are sharing your leadership with, um, then you're already behind the game as far as Proverbs. Because Proverbs says the wise person walks with other wise people and you need to be leading as a team team leadership it's not just a buzzword it's not just a millennial thing team leadership is an important biblical principle and an, and and it's what wisdom does as a leader so that's our first proverb of leadership today it takes a team what's number two vance number two is don't make decisions on an island if there is one thing that I, I, if I had to say the lesson I learned in Proverbs, it's this lesson. In almost every chapter, it feels like there's something about seeking counsel, getting input, receiving instruction, uh, gaining wisdom from somebody else. It's over and over and over again. So here's, here's a proverb. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 15. Listen to this. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. So here's what that means. If you're listening to this and you're a leader and you're getting input from others and you're thinking, nope, I'm the one that's right. The Bible has a word for you. Fool. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man or a wise person is he who listens to counsel. So at our church, at our, in our, on our staff, I've created a culture with this phrase, don't make decisions on an island. If anybody has a right to make a decision on an island, it's me as the person at the top of the organizational chart, if you will. But I don't make decisions on an island. I don't have a right to do that. And if I don't have a right to do that, nobody on our team has a right to do that, which means there must be an intentional discipline in your life not to make decisions without seeking counsel. If you're listening to this as a leader, you need to make sure that when you're about to make a decision, when you have something in front of you, the first step that you do, and here's a practical example. Um, we, uh, on Mother's Day at Hope Church, we had uh, a couple of moms that did some teaching 
uh, in our church service. And it was, it's new for us at Hope Church. We don't believe uh, we're complementarian, and we would believe that, that the office of pastor is reserved uh, for the husband of the household, for the, the male leadership. But we think there's a lot of latitude in Scripture on women's ability to, to leverage their leadership inside the church. And so we utilized a couple of females to teach uh, on Mother's Day weekend. And I got a couple of emails uh, from people, some within our church, some outside of our church that follow us, kind of questioning about that. So what did I do? Well, I could have just written them an email, but I didn't. I wrote an email. I shot it to two or three people on our team and said, help me make sure I'm communicating our heart and biblical principle and humility and transparency in this email. So I've been doing this 30 years. I could have responded to those emails, but I didn't want to make that decision on an island. I invited other people into that. And that's just something that's real. It's right here. It just happened. But I'm inviting people into that decision. And the reason I did that is because I have an intentional discipline. I am not shooting sand on that email without getting some input on that because I know it affects all of us. And when I talk about this idea of, of seeking counsel in these decisions, I'm not talking about professional help or getting an appointment with some, some counselor. I'm talking about what we just talked about, the team that you're leading with, leveraging that team for the sake of making decisions together. I think God speaks to us in community. I think that's the way he designed us as his followers. And I think that we can uh, lead that way as we lead others by not making decisions on an island. Now, let me give you three reasons why Proverbs says somebody would not want to get input before making a decision or seek counsel. Three reasons, according to Proverbs, are number one, sometimes you don't seek input from others because you don't think you need it. The Bible word for that is arrogance. Proverbs says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. So if, I, if I'm too arrogant to think I don't need the input from somebody else, the Bible says I'm headed for destruction and I'm headed for stumbling. Another reason we do that is because we simply don't want it. It's a rebellious spirit. But Proverbs talks to that in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. When you isolate from others because you just don't want to hear what they have to say, that again is a dangerous, foolish way to live. Or the third one is, is this is the one a lot of leaders fall into, this trap. I don't have time. It's like i got to make a decision, and there's a, a level of impatience. But listen to what Proverbs says about that. Proverbs 19.2 says, It is not good for a person to be without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps errs. I need to be careful that I don't let that, that impatience drive me to bad decisions. I need to, in wisdom, seek counsel, have a process in place where I can get a hold of my team, and make the best decision. And you've heard me share this on podcasts in the past, but that was three reasons why you wouldn't want to do this and you would make a decision on an island. Let me tell you three reasons why we should always seek counsel and never make a decision on an island. Number one, my input is never enough. Number two, my perspective is always limited. And number three, my flesh is always deceitful. My input's never enough. I don't know it all. My perspective is always limited. I can't see it all, and my flesh is always deceitful. My heart is wicked, and it will lie to me, and sometimes I need other people to point that out. So to make decisions on an island is a very foolish thing to do. Wow, that is such good stuff, Vance. And we said in the beginning of this podcast, we have actually four of these, but I just want to call a timeout here, and I actually want to make this two episodes kind of on the fly because 
there's so much good stuff in what you just said. And it'd be easy to kind of pack it all into one episode. But I, I really want, if you're listening to this, maybe maybe you need to rewind. Sometimes if a podcast just hits a certain way, I listen to it again to try to get everything that was meant to be given in the podcast. And so um, we want to keep this one intentionally a little shorter. We're going to continue part two of this in July. So be on the lookout for that. But um, maybe you need to sit down with what we just heard and just meditate and and Vance, as we as we kind of take this part of the of the podcast to a close, um, you know, when people listen to podcasts, sometimes they are like, "Yes, I'm living that, I'm feeling that," but other times, I know I've been there. You listen to a podcast, specifically a leadership podcast, and you're thinking, "Man, like the mountain looks so high." What would you say as we kind of conclude part one of this to a leader that maybe right now is sitting in their car at a stoplight, sitting at their desk, and thinking, "I I just." I'm not there. What would you encourage leaders with as we as we bring part one to a close? I would say a couple of things, Scott. I would say, first of all, as somebody who's now been practicing this for over 30 years in my life, um, I would agree with that person that would say that. I'm not there either. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of wisdom is wisdom is always seeking to grow in wisdom. Part of wisdom is the humility of recognizing that you are not all wise and that you need to continue to grow. That's why I preached it yesterday here at Hope, but in Proverbs 1, it opens in verse 5 by saying, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, meaning this isn't just a book for the unwise. This isn't just a book for those that are novices. It doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of wisdom it went on in, in chapter three, Solomon says this, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. And I know you can maybe hear some of this and think, man, I'm so far behind. But listen, if you'll just start the daily practice of reading Proverbs, when I, I was asked to pastor my first church, I'd been a student pastor, but I became senior pastor of my first church when I was 23 years old. Now, I've got children now that are older than 23 years old. I have more than one child that's older than 23 years old. And I look at my kids today and think, when I was their age, somebody asked me to be the senior pastor of a church. And it's a little bit horrifying because I think, oh, my gosh, because I see my kids as my kids, and I always will. <laughs> if you guys are listening, he loves you. Yeah, I love you very much. They know that. They know I love them very much. Uh, and I've already told them. They're way beyond at their age where I was uh, at my age. But. One of the things that I heard early on from people when I started pastoring was this this phrase over and over again, man, you are wise beyond your years. And I'm just telling you, the, the single thing that I would attribute any of that to were it true is the book of Proverbs, that for already at, by the time I was 23 years old, for about six, almost seven years, I'd been daily reading the proverb every day that corresponded to the day of the month. And it had begun to build this 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 bank of wisdom that was just God's perspective on life, decisions, family, business, leadership, all gleaned from the book of Proverbs. So here's what I'd say to you if you're listening to this. You may hear some of this and think, man, I'm years away from being where I want to be. But here's what I'm telling you. If you'll start tomorrow, daily reading the book of Proverbs, and as you, when you open it, just say, God, help me begin to see life from your perspective. And in the margin of your Bible, just write down little statements. Wisdom does, wisdom always, wisdom seeks, wisdom acts, wisdom says. Just begin to understand from God's perspective what wisdom looks like and how it acts and begin to apply those things. You'll look up 60 days from now 
and see yourself a change leader. You'll look back six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, and you will be so different as a leader. And not only that, others will recognize in you. Uh, People came to Solomon because of his wisdom. They wanted to learn from Solomon. And if you'll begin to build this practice into your life, it will be game-changing for you as a leader, as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, a father, a mother, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a coworker. It will be transformational for your life. Encouraging. Well, thank you, Vance, for living this and for just sharing this with us. Uh, Again, this is part one. So if you really enjoyed this, go back, take a listen, share it on social media, and we will be back in July for part two. I'm looking at some of the notes right now. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss part two as we just continue to look at Proverbs on leadership. Like Vance said, more than anything else in his leadership life, the thing that has impacted it is daily spending time with God in the book of Proverbs. So we're going to catch you in the middle of the summer in July. Hope you're enjoying the summer so far, and we will see you next month on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.